The Come Again podcast tackles emotionally triggering content and contains words like fuck, sperm, masturbation den, and beast with the two backs. Listener discretion is advised. like you've done before and wrap my heart round your little finger here you come again oh welcome 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 episode three of the come again podcast come againers is what i'm calling the people that listen to this come againers come againers yes i think it's good to have a um a community a, name. A community, a community of, and given all of the the group nouns we could use for people who are, you know, guys who are going through IVF, come again as is probably the, the, the most pleasant that they could use to introduce themselves at a Christmas barbecue. Oh, look, it's tame. Mm. It's mm. tame. Oh, maybe. Maybe it's tame. I don't know. I'm Kurt Sanders with me. Uh, coming again is Jacob Aldridge. And I promise I've washed my hands this time. <laughs> And we're off already. <laughs> we're off already. We should um, preface the episode with today's beer. The beer of the episode is... Oh, uh, we're drinking an Old Mate Pale Ale from Moondog Craft Brewery. So I'll get close to the, um, close to the mic there. Uh, a refreshing sip. That is quite a refreshing sip. It, uh, it doesn't have some of that dry mm. bitterness that a pale ale can that drives me crazy. Uh, yeah, right. If we ever do a beer podcast, I will <laughs> bore you incessantly with my weird personal preferences. This may this become is. a beer podcast. <laughs> we may run out of things to talk about. But um, no, you know what? Just just briefly, you know what gets me about the pale owl is my it hurts my guts. <laughs> <laughs> if I have 20. Mm. Well, we'll stop at 19 then. Mm. That'll make for a good episode. Yeah, <laughs> that is good. On today's episode, last time we spoke... Uh, we left a little bit of a cliffhanger for the folks at home, um, talking about a bit of a life or death situation, and and it is a an extremely serious part of not just um, IVF or infertility, but pre- pregnancy oh, in, general, right? up in general. But I do understand. Once again, in the fact check, we're straight into the fact check. I'm making fucking claims here <laughs> that I cannot back up, and stay, I will check this. Ba- I will, check the check the end. I will check this in the um, in the uh, fact check. But I think ectopic pregnancies are slightly more common in IVF. Slightly more common, I, but I it know, could be I a swing of the numbers. That. I had thing, not though. heard that. Uh, it might be a swing of the numbers, though. I, I don't know about it. You know what I mean? Like it might yeah. be because you know um, they're they're you're pumping heaps of stuff into people they take the the egg and they take the sperm and they put them together and they put it in there and then they tell you to go rooty tooty all night long dong, dong. and one gets stuck and another one gets stuck so um i will make that claim i will make that claim the figure i heard which you can also check in the fact check uh it was about a one in ten thousand chance that uh, uh an ivf cycle transfer will lead to an ectopic pregnancy. Yeah, right. Uh, and, uh, you know, certainly something that my beautiful wife and I discovered going through it is that, uh, you know, it didn't matter how slim the numbers were, we, we were the 1%. Uh, we had to be to afford it. And we also, every time something, so right. 1 in 10,000, hey, we'll be the one. 
no doubt about that. Yeah, right. So, all right, let's let's rip into it because we sort of left it hanging last episode. Um, where we left it was, was this round three? Three, okay. And another statistic that I that I have heard: half of all people who are successful in IVF are successful within the first three rounds, uh, and that was something that we had, uh, you know, kind of grabbed a hold of as a bit of a gauge because it's hard when you're going through it to really know you know is this doctor genuine are they blowing smoke up our ass they're making good money putting us through this over and over again you've certainly shared your experience in feeling like that at at times Uh, so that we thought was a bit of a a good gauge look if we get through three cycles and nothing's happened does that mean it's never going to happen or it's very very unlikely so we got to third cycle which was late uh 2015 uh, and lo and behold, we went went through the process. Uh, I can't quite remember whether it was a fresh or a frozen. So one of the things that they'll often do if you got a lot of stuff going on down there, particularly for the female, you know, frozen embryos, spend a bit of time getting your uterus as welcoming as possible, which we talked about last time, and uh, and then do the transfer, <coughs> stick it in, and and hope that that kind of works. Yeah. And so mid November, we had the transfer. Uh, and, you know, the great thing about going through IVF as opposed to doing it naturally is you've got a bit of an idea of some of these timings. Like, you don't just have to wait. And we talked about this in an earlier episode, wait to miss a period or check or to pee on a mm-hmm. stick. It's like you had a transfer on this day, you're going to have a blood test two weeks later and, and you're either yeah, you're gonna know pregnant, you're not. pretty much. Yeah, uh, and which we- isn't interesting. Like, you don't hear about talking about it as a benefit. Yeah, often. So one of the benefits is there's a fucking schedule going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, you're not pregnant mm. if if that's the case, sure. which it was the first two times. Cycle three, we got the positive news. Uh, you know, we were we were pregnant. And, and what? Yeah, like, how was that? Like, to, you know, I, I asked how was that very briefly, but yeah, obviously that's a heavy question. I, for me, I I think I was a little bit giddy with excitement, and also still a little bit uncertain. Mm. And a bit of the panic. Oh, holy yeah. shit, it worked. You, is, <laughs> it like, is it like one of those things where, you know, you remember where you were when it, like, you got the news kind I, of thing? I don't uh, remember where I was when I got that news. Um, I certainly remember how this all ended up. Mm. And so, you know, perhaps I, I have blocked out the, uh, the the original phone call. Right. Um, and I think, I think Harmony and I may have been together when we got that phone call from the doctor, yep. you know, after hours at home on the couch, uh, you know, got the phone, put it on speaker and, and kind of got the news together mm-hmm. and, and, you know, gave ourselves a bit of a cuddle and, yep. um, you know, we're, we're kind of feeling really, really good. You having and a, a nice glass of wine? No, wait. <laughs> it, it is interesting. Is <laughs> The further we get into IVF, the more the beer sponsors are a, um, yeah, I know. Uh, you know, a little bit interesting because you start to, to cut it all off. But I'm certainly... Certainly need some drinks to tell this story. Mm. Uh, so the timing meant we were we were rolling into Christmas, and you know the, the they say you don't really tell you're not supposed to tell anyone until you get the three month thirteen sure. week scan because there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And I've certainly had friends and family um, that have that have had that issue, um, but everyone knew we were going through IVF. Most of the close family knew we were in the middle of a cycle, and we tried to. By the time we got to the third, we weren't giving them dates. You know, we're having a transfer on this day. Well, no, on this date. It was just kind of vaguely, look, we hope to have an idea one way or the other. And then you can give them the bad news at any point, but you can kind of carry the good news until you get some scans. Mm. Uh, so heading into Christmas, and we've got, you know, kind of Christmas scheduled. You know, we're heading down the coast, 
Christmas Eve, both sets of uh, parents live down the coast. We've got some friends from interstate who are staying down there. So we've got a brunch and then we've got a lunch with my family, you know, Christmas Eve with my family, Christmas morning, Christmas lunch, evening with Harmony's family, you know, kind of nice just... And that was our Christmas routine back in those days. And, you know, six-week scan from the doctor. It's mm. like, congrats, you're pregnant, we've got to book this in. And, you know, she's gone away uh, naturally on, mm. on holidays at that time of year and, and it's kind of like, well, we can push it or we can kind of squeeze it in. And I'm happy to do you guys, like, first thing on Christmas Eve and we're like, fantastic, you know, we'll do that, we'll get ahead of the traffic, we'll head down, uh, you know, we, we'll be at Kingscliff for brunch by, you know, 11. Go into the scan uh, and you've shared your kind of mm. scan where the, the doctor was like, this is not, you know, you're, mm. you're eight weeks along and this is only six weeks mm. along, it's not conducive to life. Um, we we had a game of Wes Wally, mm. Wes Waldo for our American come againers, uh, where the doctor does the and it's a an invasive mm. scan at that yeah. point. It's, it's not actually, an external ultra scan. Yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty confronting the first time. Yeah, I see it. yeah, yeah, yeah mm. particularly in comparison to what I have to offer. Mm. Um, <laughs> Stop it's, it. it's not. It's not there. <laughs> it's not there. Uh, no, that, that's no, what baby, it's supposed to feel the, like. <laughs> oh. Here I am. I've been riding the baloney pony for years and I had no idea. Did you put a large be. condom on that scanner? <laughs> How much lubrication did you get? Is that a whole bottle? Fuck. <laughs> it's like you were there, man. Fuck. So, and you can kind of, you know, we prefer, very professional doctor, but also lovely. And so you can kind of tell that she's, something's gone wrong. Right. Um, but not in a horrific way, just in a... This isn't supposed to look like this. Mm. And as I say, the odds that I heard at the time were a one in 10,000 chance of ectopic pregnancy, which mm. means, you know, you think even a, the most professional doctor is not going to see that very often. Well, mm, back to the fact check. Mm. I've just had a quick look here, and, and I don't know. This is from the Royal Women's Hospital, uh, and they're saying about one or two in every 100 pregnancies are ectopic. So that is far more common. Well, then you think about it. So, you know, the egg leaves the... the ovaries comes down the fallopian tube and ectopic pregnancy is when the pregnancy embeds itself in the fallopian tube instead of in the uterus so in a natural pregnancy that occurs when you generally the sperms had enough time to get into the tube from mm. the swimming you were you were you know uh, whatever it is struggle snuggling a couple of days before ovulation and so the sperms had a bit of time to get in there and so you you fertilize in the fallopian tube the egg never comes out mm. ivf They've extracted, you know, we, mm -hmm. we cut the fallopian tubes out of the journey. Mm. It's not supposed to drift up in there, but mm. this is what has happened to us. Is so your egg drifted back in? Yeah, they transfer out. it in via the transfer, oh. and you can kind of see, because they normally do an ultrasound while yeah. the transfer's on. And you on. can see the little white, boop, yeah, boop. Yeah, so you know that it's gone into the right place, yeah. but it's not like it's injected into N the uterine no. wall. It still has to float around and, and find a place to, to snuggle catch in. Catch on, yeah. Yeah, which is why it doesn't always work. Uh, in our case, in its exploring, wandering duties, it wandered up into one of Harmony's fallopian Fuck, tubes and, how, and embedded there. Is that does that happen a lot? One in ten thousand. So I, that's I one in ten. 10 that. I keep telling you. So, that. but but in in that circumstance, is one in ten. 000. Yeah. Not necessarily just ectopic pregnancy. No, no, no. Right. IVF, IVF, IVF ectopics are one in ten. Because yeah, you've you've yeah, already right. put. It's yeah, had to go yeah, backwards. I get it. Yeah. Fuck, that is harrowing shit. And so, yeah, doctor. That, that doesn't happen, it's, basically. It's Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. It's Christmas Eve. We've mm. got a brunch to get to at Kingscliff. Uh, 
and all of a sudden our specialist is like, you're pregnant, we've done the blood test, you know, mm. like you're pregnant but I can't see it mm. and that's a bad thing. Yeah. And my machines in my rooms are not designed to check every part of your body. So we're suddenly trying to find a you know, a proper ultrasound place that's open on Christmas Eve. Thankfully, the uh, the hospital next door had one. There was a guy floating around. We were able to get him down. He was, um, yeah, just an interesting, confused and judgmental bit of a prick for the experience that we were going oh, through at the time. Be- well, because, not an IVF specialist, Yeah, he does the scan and, and sure enough, he can kind of probably see something but but again he's then got to send the scan back to our specialist we've got to go back there later in the day um but he's like i don't understand why are they looking for an ectopic pregnancy with an ivf it can't happen and it's like dude not only can it happen Mm. it's fucking happening to us right now three rounds in um the the risk and if there's a blessing uh it's that you've got that process we knew we were pregnant we knew we were very early and my understanding is that you know, sometimes, and maybe often, I don't know the stats on that, with the natural pregnancy, um, you know, it will just not properly work because it's mm. not properly lodged in. Mm. The risk is, you know, the uterus is built to expand. Absolutely freaking incredible organ if you, mm. you get the privilege of actually going through, you know, the whole pregnancy and childbirth experience. It's built to expand. Your fallopian tube is not. So when a baby starts growing in the fallopian tube, mm. it's going to rupture that fucker. Shit gets real. And that's going to be... Probably painful, mm. so you're likely going to find out. But suddenly you've got massive internal bleeding. Oh, and life-threatening that, stuff. And that can happen at any time. So sure enough, for us, we go back and our specialist confirms that absolutely it is. And we, we've not... I mean, the only time I'd ever heard about an ectopic pregnancy, Prince Edward and his wife had one before they managed to have their kids, and that was world news because, of course, it was back in the 90s. Mm. So I was vaguely familiar with the techni- technicality of what it is, but certainly not the life-threatening nature or even what that actually... Okay, so can you move it? Can you... Yeah, can which you is like the first question. Well, fucking move that Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, it's, and, and it's, you know, no. This is not a, oh, what a shit. This is a, you need surgery and, you, and you need now. it now. It's, mm. it's like, you know, your appendix is about to burst. We need to get you in. So, and like, so, you know, the general IVF process... God's man, because I'm yeah. sitting around, and Harmony, before we know it, we're at you know the, mm. the admitting hospital for our specialist. She's had to find someone who actually has more experience in dealing with that. He's mm. come in, he's Christmas off. Pretty sure he was sober, um, and they're putting Harmony under general anaesthetic, wheeling mm. her into the the theatre where I can't go mm. to have you know reasonable major surgery. Yeah. Um, so one, you you lost a pregnancy like it mm. is a, a failure to to thrive kind of pregnancy mm. you've got to get rid of it um two you lose that tube yeah right and right I was, uh, that was my question does that happen in every circumstance i believe it's possible to save the tube i i i i, I don't know how likely or how common or, and it certainly was it was kind of something that got mentioned look it's a possibility but it's almost certainly not going to happen and indeed while we've got you open and we're in there, like there's a there's a chance we might take the other one, mm. which means that uh, you know again I can't stress enough Christmas. Mm. Uh, we've gone from we're going to be gone down and I'm going to tell my parents tonight that we round mm. three of IVF we're pregnant has worked yeah 
mm. to having to call people and go, we're not going to make brunch, we're not going to make lunch, we're not going to make it, how many's going in for surgery? Mm. And a consequence of that surgery is she may be rendered completely infertile Yeah, right. from a natural perspective. Um, so, you know, because it was morning, she managed to have an early afternoon operation. We, um, you know, I hung around. I, to be honest, I probably went home parking... The Wesley Hospital is fucking expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I can do for the next two hours. Might as well yeah, go home and yeah, watch a movie. Yeah, yeah, fuck it Which you will find if you do IVF through a hospital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, fucking move this shit off. Yeah. Parking. Parking. Yeah. Uh, we had a car full of all of our shit. I'm driving yeah, home right, and I'm like right. unpacking rumble. Well, we make bourbon balls because bourbon is a, a far superior drink. We're unpacking them and put, I'm putting them back in the fridge at home. It's... Yeah, um, right. You know, I get the call from the ward. She's come through. They gave me the the update. Um, they were able to. They they had to get rid of one tube, which I think was her left tube. Um, but but the the right so was salvageable. Tell me this: Do you know why they might take both? I I don't, to be honest. Mm. I I don't know if maybe sometimes what's gone on could be affecting both yep. in in some way, or whether. Um, it's just a look if your tubes are and you know as we talked about last time the technical term is fucked mm. um, they may just do it as a precautionary thing mm. um, but yeah that was that was certainly the biggest fear when Harmony came out of the anaesthetic that was the very very yep. first and, like you know, the question in, yeah, yeah 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 we're in um, a recovery room at the hospital at this stage it's about half past eight in the evening on Christmas Eve and, and the one thing she just wants to know is have I still got a tube is there still a chance that we could get pregnant naturally and and um thankfully for us there was um thankfully for us they let us discharge a little bit later that night from oh, the so, hospital so yeah right and so you we, were out that night we yeah yeah which you know they would have preferred and i think if it was any other day of the year yeah um they they would have kept her in uh you know i i had repacked the car to go and pick her up and we went straight from the hospital to her parents which is where we were kind of you know getting down and um you know just so that she could wake up there on christmas day mm. not in a fucking hospital hospital yeah um and you know it it, it was a shit of a christmas and mm. a shit of an experience highly unlikely and and then it got worse yeah and and what happened so you know you were admitted to hospital. Harmony was admitted to hospital. You're off doing your thing. You know, mm. you, you yeah, you're managing my energy. Yeah, being, but what, you know. that's it. That's right, though, right? Mm. That's what you do. Like when when your partner's in fucking getting laparoscopes, getting yep. all the this egg shit, pickup, like yeah. everything. It's just like it's like hours of waiting around, which is not waiting around. Like it's in your head. You're just like fuck, 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 fuck mm. the whole time. So at what point did you, like, what, like, you said you were about to tell your parents that, you know, on Christmas Eve that you're, you know, yes. Yeah. Yes. Fucking yes. What, so what did that conversation sound like with them when it was no, fucking no? Um, it was, I called Harmony's parents first after they'd wheeled her in because um, I was, you know, just being as supportive for Harmony in the, in the, mm. the waiting room as, as I could uh, once she was gone through into theatre and there was nothing more I could do for her. I kind of called her parents and shared with them, which was, I mean, that's a bit weird because I, I'm i not a massively emotional person. Right. They're not necessarily massively emotional. You know, we've, there's a 
not there's a distance between us. Um, just that that's not you know we're not people who hug and kiss and mm. all of that kind of stuff. Um, so it was a very emotional thing to be sharing mm. with them. They had to take that news, and they had to take that news in a way that was also kind of supportive of me. Um, and then there was some of the logistics stuff, which is I don't know what's going on. Assuming she doesn't die on the operating table, mm. you know, we might come down later tonight and say you're, you know, that kind of thing. Um, which is like what a what a, what a conversation. Well, and they're like, they're like conversation. We, we'll jump like, in a car, we yeah. can come there. It's like guys, like there's nothing you can do. You being here is not going to be helpful to anyone mm. other than the Brisbane City Council who, who get your parking fees. Mm. Uh, and then for my parents, they're, they're not bad at empathy. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <okay. I'm> not, <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're very, my parents are very spiritual, loving people. Uh, I have a, a weird relationship with them, as I think most of us do in, in our mm. own. Yes, once we've done the uh, we've done the IVF podcast, the beer podcast, we can get into the family yeah, podcast, okay, and yeah. I can dive into. Yeah. Um, so again, they were holding space mm. for us. They were sending love and light. They were, right. uh, you know, there and offering and available, while also recognizing that there's, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. So okay, so timeline where Christmas eving. Horrific surgery, mm. horrific news, car ride. Yep. Christmas morning. What what happens emotionally for you, not just harmony, but for you on yeah. you know starting from that you know during it's probably like too harrowing to even like you're feeling yeah, panic you're and you're feeling doing, these things, but then all of a sudden it sinks in that mm. fuck that. What if that was our chance? Yeah, exactly. What if you know? what if that was. The best chance that we had half of all people pregnant within the first three rounds. Mm. That was our third round. That was the chance. Was yeah. that our? So what? What do you like? You is like you said. You know, you're not an overly necessarily an emotional person. But what you know, what was boiling on the inside? Of that? For me, with that, it was it was a bit of the shock because you don't expect it as an outcome. <coughs> you know, I I could have. You know, if if we'd had the thirteen week scan and it had come back with some genetic issues that meant that it was going to miscarry you know that's a possibility mm. you're kind of you're slightly prepared or you're slightly cautious you know and, and mm. i which is something that i think everyone experiences differently i'm not attached to this yet yeah yeah uh, and in ivf you're kind of waiting for all the reasons it's not going to work yeah, anyway right yeah. yeah yeah but because it was so new to us you do you get your hopes up mm. you get excited you don't think <laughs> it's wandered off into the wilderness mm. and lodged in the wrong place yeah. in her body. Um, uh, and so you've got to just kind of recover from, from the shock of that. Mm. Uh, and and I've still got, you know, a partner there who's recovering from surgery. Yeah. Uh, who's not now, a, is that, you know, is that keyhole or is that – how do they go? Uh, I think it's it's – it's a little bit more major, and I, yeah, but I'm right. pretty sure it's still considered a keyhole surgery. It's yeah, not right. a you know giant cesarean scar yeah, okay. or, or any of that kind. But of they thing. still go in up there, so it's surgery. It's, it's, it's not surgery. Just, it's not yeah, just yeah. They're looking looking up the other end kind of thing. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. There's there's you've um yeah you've got to cut mm. in from the abdomen. So you're also dealing it. emotionally and physically. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, you know, getting off general anaesthetic can take. As mm. You talked about yeah, it's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> for some people, Emma, it's yeah. Sometimes it's fucked. Sometimes it's fine. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and and Harmony was getting kind of okay with the egg pickups. 
the more practice she got, the better she was able to kind of, you know, I know I can't eat after a certain time if mm. I've got surgery at a certain time. This is all an emergency kind of thing. We weren't expecting it. Mm. She'd had breakfast. It was Christmas Eve. It was fuck's sake. Yeah, thankfully yeah. it wasn't Boxing Day. We'd have yeah. been complete. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you kind of – and it's, a, it's supposed to be this really – celebratory time mm. that we were looking forward in our head to it being this massive celebration of mm. excitement from both of our families and it's suddenly very very somber uh, and and i suppose it's probably uh, not dissimilar to people who you know maybe they have a, a, a parent or a family member who, who dies at that time of year mm. uh, you know and christmas is always going to have a little bit of that tinge yeah right uh, and and when our you know four plus years on and it is still something we yep. we talk about. It's something it's it's part of the Christmas planning. Yeah. It's just that, yeah, that's right. That's the plan. But who who knows? And and not that. Again, I certainly don't. I, I want to speak for Harmony in, in this regard. And I know some people have a different experience, and and that's cool too. I I don't sort of look at it and go that was that was a child that we lost. Okay. Uh, it was. It was a. It was an early pregnancy, mm. um, and it, and it was a pregnancy, um, and and so yeah, you do you do still have certainly some emotional loss. Yeah, and I think you know one of the things we sort of talked about before was like it's okay for people to consider that. A, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. like it's okay to real like to consider the potential of what that was and deal with it in that way. Um, so what happens now? You know, you've got, you've had this horrific news. Mm. You've had, you know, life-altering surgery. You're now left with one of the many IVF scars, not just physical yeah. but emotional, that you'll get. Um, not everyone gets, but a lot of people mm. get. Um, what's what's the headspace for getting back on that train? As they you say, we're, we were standing on the edge of a very bleak cliff and we took a giant leap forward. Mm. Uh, so we... Um, you know, I mean, the first thing you do is, you know, are we up for this again? Yeah. And we were. And what was that conversation like? Uh, it was pretty easy for us. With three rounds in, we were, you know, less than a year in. I think our first round was February of, of that year. Mm. This is now Christmas time. So you know, we're still fresh and young and naive. And, this is, and, it, and it is that, well, we got pregnant. So yeah, right. that means so that, something. Like, positive, yeah. And I tried not to point out that we got pregnant, but not where you're supposed to get pregnant. Yeah. So yeah. did that actually mean anything or not? Yeah. We got pregnant in a part of the body that you no longer have. Um, yeah, right. But yeah, we were we were fairly keen to, to a degree, get back on the horse. Um, the... The docs wanted to, you know, test a, a whole heap of things. And and one of the things was around getting, you know, like Harmony's hormones back to a base level. Right. She'd had a pregnancy. Yep. It had been lost under fairly... And this is an important conversation, right? Mm. Because just because you lose a child or lose an embryo or lose a pregnancy mm. doesn't mean those... Like your your body doesn't just bounce no. back, right? Well, particularly in this situation, it wasn't a prolonged miscarriage. It mm. wasn't the body... Yep. You know, it takes a while for it to realise that there's no longer an embryo yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, I'm not pregnant. Yeah. Uh, so about uh, February, March, so we're now a couple of months in and Harmony's on a, a routine of blood tests to test the hormone levels to just see how her body's going. Um, she's, you know, done some of the recovery and the, the checks that, yes, you know, she's recovered well from the surgery and, mm. and all of those kind of things. Um, we were you know, back home shrimping the barbie like you normally do right. as, a, as a married couple. And 
uh, about, I want to say, kind of end of February of the following year, so a couple of months later, uh, and we were, we were out for a walk. So I remember, I remember this phone call from the doctor. Uh, we were out for a walk and the, the doctor called. So it's kind of early evening. Uh, and, you know, the latest blood test has come through. You guys are pregnant. And you guys are pregnant naturally. And I remember we got off the phone and turned to arms and I went, where are those fuckers? Where yeah. are those fuckers yeah, that, yeah. you know, oh, we tried IVF for years and then we just like gave up and then we just totally, oh, got pregnant. And then someone says to you, see what happens when you relax? You I, fucking uppercut them. I, I, reckon, I reckon there's like three of these fucking couples in the world, but everyone knows someone who knows someone who knows them. Yeah, yeah, right. And six so de- Six degrees, but there's yeah, only yeah. three of them. There's only three of yeah, them, but yeah. you hear the story from everyone. And, yeah. and, and so that was actually my immediate reaction, which I think was partly just that excitement of, holy shit, one, so soon after we're pregnant, yep. and two... Uh, we got pregnant naturally. We didn't think that was was going to happen, um, and it boiled over Fuck. in where those couples. I'm fucking outraged. <laughs> <laughs> I am outraged. We are going to take a very quick break. Grace and Damien are using a sperm donor because Damien has a rare genetic condition. The possibility of passing on a genetic uh, disorder that I do have, and that chance was as great as fifty uh, percent. And so, through my earlier um, life, I had spent a lot of time in hospital and had had a number of operations. And I thought, would is that something that I would knowingly want to put um, one of my children through, um, through the number of operations and time away from family? So. Uh, the decision was that we should not do that. Yeah. And so then um, the decision that we sat down was that uh, we would use um, donor sperm. That is an extract from a report from Four Corners called The Baby Business. Um, if you haven't seen it and you're going through IVF, you should absolutely watch it. It is very informative. It tells you all about the costs and you know what to look out for and the traps and all those things. Talks about risks, talks about embryo glue, which is fucking one of the wildest mm-hmm. things you'll ever mm-hmm. talk about. Um, but well worth the watch. The Baby Business, a report by Four Corners. Just Google it or look for it on YouTube. Back in Come Again, mm-hmm. Jacob mm. has fucking put one in the messes naturally. <laughs> <laughs> what? Took the magic bus to Manchester and... Uh, <laughs> how, how frustrating. <laughs> but how beautiful, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind yeah. of... And, and, and there's, you know, one of the interesting things, going through IVF, you put your life on hold, whether, whether you want to or not. Um, that's that's just kind of one of the consequences because you just don't know. We're going through another cycle. Mm. You know, I'm, 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 we can't go out to dinner that weekend or I don't want to plan a birthday party because if Harmony's in cycle, she won't be drinking. Maybe I won't be drinking at that point or we're watching weight or we're doing this or uh, if something goes horribly wrong, you know, or we're pregnant or we don't want to, you know, oh, well, you know, and we actually mapped at one point a, a, a cycle around a, a friend's wedding 
because it was overseas and we were like, well, we mm. can't fly in the first trimester and we can't fly in the second, the third mm. trimester. And I find that the second middle trimester, so if her wedding's that month, then we'll make sure we have yeah. another cycle. That's know, a so good point because it's not always about micro moments. It's not always about like, oh, fuck, we can't go to dinner. It's like, no. oh, I need to put off six months of my life for this. So one or of the, 12 months or six years. Or one of the things we've done after we lost the, the, the baby, the pregnancy at Christmas, is we booked a trip. We booked a trip to San Francisco, five days in San Fran, drive mm -hmm. down to LA, uh, you know, do the coast and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. We did it Easter, you know, the whole mm -hmm. uh, where you, you know, use the public holidays and, and get the most of it. Um, so all of a sudden it's March and we're pregnant naturally. Mm -hmm. We've got this overseas trip and that's first trimester and it's like all of these things going on and it's, and it's like, well, look, we already have travel insurance because, you know, you don't mm. really want to have emergency surgery in America. That's uh, mm. a little yeah, bit expensive, but you got the, protect, you know, and it's like, and what are the, yep. you know, we're, we're juggling all of that because yep. it's suddenly it's surprising. It's still very exciting. Um, and, and yeah, thankfully, we kind of knew the first part of the process because we'd just been through it. So, you know, some of the initial blood tests and confirmation and, and mm. all of those sort of things. And, and we rolled up. Um, to the six-week scan. Uh, again, very much the six-week scan because we had a trip to the US the following week that had already been booked in and discovered that we had managed to get pregnant naturally in the other fallopian tube mm. and we had actually had another, another ectopic pregnancy, another ah. emergency surgery and, of course, this time, this is the second tube, there's, there's no yep. coming back yep. from this. Yeah. Um, so okay, so take us through like what happens. Like you know, it's it's fucking serious again. Mm, mm. So w w you know, like y in your head now, you've a you've got the added. It's one tube. Yeah, you've got oh, that. What are the fucking odds? Yeah, right. You've got that. Well, you know, let's compound them. I'm no mathematician, but fuck, <laughs> you know. But like, oh. Like you must be just thinking, fuck my luck. It's uh, you know, it's, like, you know I'll throw this. I'll throw another Sex in the City reference in where Steve knocks up Miranda <laughs> as a bit of a sympathy fuck. Yeah. And uh, and and her line is, how does a guy with one ball and a woman with a lazy ovary manage to get pregnant? Yeah. Uh, you know, here we are, and and I, you know, I I didn't have Hulk sperm, mm. uh, so you know that was what it was mm. and, and yeah we've sort of got one which automatically is like a 50% chance because if it's mm. the other ovary that pops it doesn't go anywhere yep. it just gets reabsorbed by the body so it's got to happen in that and then the odds as you say maybe it's a couple in a hundred mm. uh, so you know you start to magnify these things and then mm. you know that really the chances of us having two ectopic pregnancies this way is about one in a million mm. Lottery. You've won the yeah, lotto. won the lottery. It's called Thanks. the reverse lotto. Yeah, yeah. Infertility bingo. So, all right, what happens then? Okay, so again, we'll harmony into emergency surgery. Yeah. They've got to take the tube out. Um, we've got to recover from the emotion of suddenly thinking we were pregnant naturally to we're not. We've lost another one. The whole, well, we got pregnant once, so maybe is now suddenly like we've lost two. Hmm. Uh, I made the mistake of sort of saying, well, we can't have a third ectopic pregnancy. Oh and God, the specialist Jacob. pointed out that depending on exactly where they cut and, oh. and cauterize the tube, you yeah. could end up with a little bit of a nub okay. of a tube. So technically, and this is, and 
you know, I think Harmony was still in the hospital Googling Fuck, this. That didn't it's even like occur to me. three ectopic pregnancies. Yeah. Is it's there are examples. It's a, it's, a thing, it's, yeah. a, it's a thing. And it's like, well, what are the fucking chances? Yeah. And it's like, well, what are the fucking chances of, of this? this? Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, don't give me what are the chances. Mm. So uh, I think emotionally we were perhaps a bit less attached. Maybe I'm speaking. Yeah, I feel like that me. is a, yeah. that is actually a good question because we sort of skipped over that. Like you found out you're pregnant naturally, and I kind of was outraged. But like, mm. like, did you were you upset? Were, were like like were you overjoyed? Were you upset? Like what what oh, happens we at were. that point? Like or are you just like like a lot of people who go through IVF are just like okay, what's next? Yeah, yeah, okay, no. Yeah, I don't think we were quite at the, you know, in the, you know, that would come a little bit later where you very much just get into the what's next, what's the next step, no matter what happens, what's the next step, which mm. I think is quite a healthy thing mm. and certainly was for us. Um, the, yeah, we, we were excited. We couldn't believe our luck getting mm. pregnant naturally. Yeah. And we were excited about that. We had obviously, having just lost a, a pregnancy in the first six weeks, had that added awareness that let's not count our mm. embryos before they hatch. Mm. And so I think we were perhaps a little more cautious going into it. We certainly did not expect uh, another ectopic mm. pregnancy and another consequence of that. And, mm. and, and the added emotion of even though maybe we were less attached to this pregnancy emotionally, we got pregnant naturally mm. with, you know, some somewhat fucked tubes that obviously mm. had enough going on for some sperm to be able to wriggle into mm. the wrong place but not enough for the embryo to be able to get out, uh, we were never going to get that again. Mm. Uh, and I put the sugar coat on it and, and years later I still am quite sugar-coated that we're not, we're not going to have a miracle baby. Mm. We're not going to wake up at 45 having had this glorious, whether it was we were child-free and therefore mm. rich and travelling the world, we weren't going to wake up with a miracle baby at 45 that fucked that life. Similarly, we're not going to get to the journey where we're at, given we have had a child, uh, where she gets a surprise sibling when she's in high school and, and suddenly we go from you know, retiring in three years to mm. changing nappies. Uh, so that's a bonus of the fact that we literally cannot get pregnant naturally mm. anymore. Mm. It doesn't change, particularly for Harmony, who's the one who has caused this, um, of course, this is absolutely the wrong word. Yeah, I know what you mean. For, like, yeah, who yeah. this is? I could go and knock up, you know, a, a yeah. random prostitute if I was that way inclined. Harmony can't go and, and hang yeah. with an American gigolo and get sure, pregnant. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and for some men who are listening, it may well be reversed. Mm. You're shooting blanks, or if you've got, you know, the Homer Simpson sperm, mm. um, then you're perhaps the one who has to wear some of that added emotional burden mm. of we as a couple really want to get pregnant however we can't because of me yeah uh, so i i look at it the sugar coating i'm just sort of naturally optimistic that way it was certainly very emotional for harmony then having to support her through that added emotion mm. and then we got on a fucking plane and flew to san francisco and, and you did it a anyway. week later you yeah. actually did it yeah we, right. we did and let me tell you um Riding a, a, a bike around San Francisco is a wonderful experience. Not so much a week after you've had yeah, emergency surgery. Yeah, I can surgery. only imagine because Demsum Hills. Demsum Hills. Demsum Hills. Um, one point that springs to mind is, um, you know, you often in IVF and often in miscarriages or ectopics or any, any point where you lose, you know, a, a potential uh, child, um, it... For me, it often didn't 
hit me until after you lost it. Like as in, mm. uh, you know, I talked about in the last episode about, um, you know, the first time I got pregnant and it wasn't viable, but the six weeks between or there's four weeks to six weeks between that you knew and you were so like, wow, life changing. And then after that, you know, you don't do that. You're like, well, let's just see what's going on. Mm. Mm. Um, and you know you lose you might lose more you you know if you're lucky you don't but if you do and you lose more um, it's not often until that loss and it might be a day or a week or fuck it might be straight away it's not until I lost that you actually realise the potential of what you've lost yeah. to to coin a phrase you you don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've mm. got until it's gone <laughs> oh, god damn you write that down <laughs> put that on a bumper sticker that's a that's a Jacob original yes yeah, no one's yeah, ever sang yeah, that no, yeah. no it's never been covered. I think you're absolutely right. You're caught up in the emotion, the positive emotion, and then the reaction, the and, shock. And you're trying the, to stay level. The, you yeah. know, you're trying to be like, let's not get excited about this. Let's fucking just deal with it. Yeah. yeah. And then if mm. it all goes wrong, you've got the the literal shock mm. potentially of the the physical reaction, whether yeah. that's a miscarriage, whether that is surgery, as, as we went through twice. Mm. That you've got to deal with that in the moment, yeah. and I've got to tell family, and I've got to reorganise things. We've got to talk about: Are we going on that holiday? Are we not? Are we doing those parts of the holiday, or are we mm. not? Those kind of things. And, and um, how many? The reason we went on that holiday was how many came out of surgery, and she was very much like, "This is fucked. Like this is probably the the worst moment of my life. Right? Like right. this is the lowest Which of the low. You could not." blame them no. or her for that like and if on top of that jacob you gorgeous hunk of a man <laughs> i'm paraphrasing uh, if on top of that you walk in here and say you're taking away this trip that i've been looking forward to for months mm. that's going to make it even worse yeah sure so we're going on this trip and if i have to sit on the back of a bike and have I you push me will. around yeah, then yeah. that's which thankfully didn't end up having <laughs> happen Tim hills yeah uh, so that was that was the right thing for us yeah sure uh, you know other people will, will go through something different yeah for sure and and so um what like how does this work now like so that both tubes are gone yep yeah so what like i guess potentially final thoughts in this but um what what does a doctor say to you after that point like what what's the go like your chances of getting pregnant naturally are now zero zero yeah yeah and IVF still works. IV, that's not I, how yeah, because because yeah, they, yeah, they you, go around you, that. You go around yeah. the tubes anyway, and we now mm. don't have have the tubes. The ovaries are still there; they're yeah. still producing. Is, is there like some like I? Is there like because you know IVF pumps you full of shit, you know, full of yeah. drugs, and yeah. it makes you eat, you know, follicles and eggs go mental. Like, is there now? any increased risks of other things like now that you you don't have an outlet for these eggs if they have to go like not to my knowledge i think the the body is very good at reabsorbing those sort of uh, you know it's, it's yeah right you know like even you know if you think of the uterine lining that gets shed and and leads to menstruation in a period mm. that's not all of the uterine lining like the body's reabsorbing some of that yeah is my understanding and so similarly the eggs that would get created naturally that then get shot out and would normally start to make their way down a tube. The tube's not there. It's been cauterized. They just kind of end up in the lining of the ovary wall and they just kind of get reabsorbed back mm. into the body. So my understanding, there's no added risks or consequences of those things. It's just some slightly different plumbing 
going on down right, there. Right. And we were, as I say, I, I think that was the late March or early April where we had the second ectopic pregnancy, had that emergency surgery. And by about June, so that's roughly three months later, we were into IVF round four. And right. that, again, I feel was part of our recovery, our emotional recovery from the loss was, yep. Fuck okay, you, I can, we can do this. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, we can't get pregnant naturally, we've got to go through IVF. So therefore, there's no, there's no decision. The decision mm. you can make after a few rounds of failed IVF is let's just have a break and, and mm. let's just you know, do a bit of a slap and a tickle and see what comes naturally, mm. whereas we didn't have that choice. And so it was like, right, do we still want a kid? Yes, that hasn't changed. How are we going to get a kid? Well, we're still on the IVF stage adoption and some mm. of those things could come much later we're still on the ivf so let's go let's sit down with the specialist and go right what's the timing what do we do next and it was the same sort of process and blood tests let's see how the hormone levels are going and then let's work out the plan for that next mm. round of ivf and, and let's see how that goes if you take a rational approach for some people that will be like right we know what we're doing now but of course it is an emotional process, not a as rational well, process so at all. it's not necessarily going to always just be straight down the line. Mate, um, thank you for sharing that today. That's, that's an epic experience. And, and, and you know, it's so it's, – it's harrowing to think, like, because the one thing we didn't necessarily cover is pe- women die from this. Yep. Women die from ectopic pregnancies, and, and, and they are horrifically painful. The – the, the the natural pregnancy, if we hadn't been getting some of those tests because we were looking at going into another IVF round, we wouldn't have known we were pregnant. Mm. We wouldn't have suspected it for a second, mm. given years of trying naturally and, and through uh, so that's a big what IVF. If, right? and, and so for us, we were very, very fortunate that it was caught very, very early, that it was there for a, mm. as minor a procedure as it could be mm. to, to get that, uh, that removed. Uh, because, yes, that could very well have been something that... Cause, I mean, Harmony hadn't had a period since the first pregnancy was lost. Mm. We would not have gone, oh, you're late, are we pregnant, any of that. None mm. of that would have occurred to us. Mm. If we'd gone, let's just wait six months and then go back to the doctor, mm. yeah, who, who, who knows? knows? And you are correct, women do die from ectopic pregnancies. And that, who knows, is fucking scary. That is a scary thing. But, mate, yes, thank you very much for sharing that. And um, come again, as thank you very much for joining us again. We appreciate every single one of your ear holes. I said ear holes. To make this more of a conversation that men can have, because it is important. But um, we will catch you very shortly. Tune in next week, because we're going to be talking about... uh, we're back on tests. We're back on mm-hmm. whose plumbing's fucked. But we're going to take it a little bit deeper into whose fault is it, which is a really interesting conversation. Um, thanks again, guys. Like and subscribe, as the YouTube kids say. And um, you've been listening to Come Again. In the quiet words of the Virgin Mary, come again. 